Welcome to Season 6, Episode 10 of the Family Travel Australia Podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Yes, welcome to the Family Travel Podcast, where we share the latest in RV industry news, road trip travel, caravan and camping, product reviews, where to go, what to do, and so much more. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you for being here this week. We are finishing up our Southeast Queensland Island Escapes with a week exploring the fabulous Morton Island. One and a half hours ferry ride from Port of Brisbane, and you arrive in a paradise filled with with natural beauty and adventure. Oh, and wasn't it what? I mean, getting off that ferry and seeing those long stretches of white sandy beaches, wow. that crystal clear water and the palm trees swaying in the breeze, just magic. I know. When you see a landscape like that, you think, gee, hasn't the uh, horticulture team done a good job? <laughs> Uh, it was Mother Nature at her best. Mm, oh, it really is an island paradise. We are so excited to actually be on Morton Island because this is, I think, our third attempt. The weather gods have played a part in uh, keeping us away. Yeah, look, I think uh, this year will certainly be remembered by everybody, certainly mm. around Australia, as a very crazy year for weather. So we have attempted to get over to Morton Island a number of times and, we, you know, we've had the floods and the rain and so many things mm-hmm. to deal with. So it was nice to find that little window to actually be able to escape over and What I love about this, and it's the same as Fraser Island as well, it is literally just off Mm. the coast. But when you get there, you honestly feel like you are on a secluded island paradise. You're waiting for someone to go, bula, bula, (laughs) you know, those big, beautiful Fijian smiles or something. Nah, it's just outside of Bris Vegas. Right on our doorstep. How how damn lucky are we here in southeast Queensland? We are Truly blessed mm-hmm. and spoilt for choice, yes. I have to say. Yes, we are. Uh, now, if you're actually watching this episode opposed to uh, listening or as well as listening, yes, you probably noticed the backdrop has changed. Oh, yeah. How awesome is this? The new van. It's and a good-looking backdrop. Uh, that's what Katie was doing. She's just doing a shakedown shimmy. That is coming up very soon. And also we're going to be featuring the vehicle. It is the Land Cruiser 79 Series. So much good stuff. Unbelievable. So much stuff for us to learn. We've been saying it over the last few weeks, but boy, we really do feel green again. We feel like we're starting out. There's all Mm. of this new information coming at us and filling our headspaces. And it's it's awesome. Touch overwhelming. Yeah. (laughs) But wouldn't change it for the world. No, never. All right. Morton Island. Now, let's talk about our night. Before the penultimate night. Ooh, the night before the the big day. Yes, we decided that with an 8.30 ferry and a five-year-old who hates getting out of bed in the morning. Yeah, well, look, and to be fair, they do suggest that you arrive to the ferry an hour before your leave time. The gates open, you can get in, line up, take your tyre pressures down if you want to, which we'll talk about later. So... 
that made it 7.30. That made mm-hmm. leaving a lot earlier for us. Yeah. And Port of Brisbane, you know, you kind of think Brisbane City, it's it's a fair work out of the city actually uh, mm. towards obviously the east coast. And so we, we stayed in a hotel there at Manly or Wynnum Manly. Uh, that was all fantastic. That's always exciting for Jasper. It's like, you know. <laughs> Travel to some distant land. I know. Isn't he that, loves it. Isn't art kids great? You know, you could literally be in a very unfancy little motel room. Unfancy. And is that a word? It is now. And they just love it. Like he just runs in wherever we're in different accommodation. Mm-hmm. Jasper runs in, and it could be you know pretty daggy, pretty dated. You know, bringing back that style from the 60s yeah. and he's like, this is amazing. We won't actually name the hotel because Katie's given it. No, uh, actually, this real this was a great spot a in, in Manly. It, um, it was the Marina Cove. It was just down near the Yacht Club and it's a fantastic spot right on the water. The only downside to our stay there was that we were literally in and out in a flash. We basically yeah. got in, ate slept, got up the next morning and we left, it'd be a really nice spot to actually spend a couple of nights, enjoy that beautiful manly waterfront. Exactly. I don't, I don't think we really saw it till we were driving out the next No, that's morning. right. So let's get on with it. We get to the ferry. There is a bit of a delay, unfortunately. There was a, a diesel spill. They, they dropped a, a massive diesel container, which uh, it didn't result in a massive spill, but enough to delay us about an hour. Mm. We all boarded the ferry, hour and a half journey, and the day started out perfect as far as the weather gods were concerned. And then as we were pulling onto the island, boom, mm. the showers, the floodgates opened. Yeah, we did have rain. Um, good to know, we travelled over on the MyCat Ferry through mm-hmm. Morton Island Adventures. Yes. Um, which is great. You can obviously take your vehicle, you could take your camper trailer, you can even take your caravan, which we had no idea about, but we saw Far on the way out. back. Full size. I mean, I'm talking a three and a half ton van. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Good to know, though, if you are taking your vehicle over on the MyCat, when you get to the island, you disembark straight onto the sand. Mm-hmm. So take the opportunity while you're waiting in line. Or while you're on board to deflate your tyres. Yeah, it's a great idea. And as a guide, we knew that we'd be doing a bit of four-wheel driving, in particular it being the world's third largest sand Mm. island, a lot of beach driving, sand driving. So we dropped the four tyres down to 18 PSI all the way around. My little digital (gasps) reader Finally died yes. after three years. I know. That's quite sad, really. That's been oh, no. such a great little tool. And the amount of people that have written into us on YouTube and said, where did you get that? And I think it was, what, five bucks $5. that set you back from super cheap. And it's finally given super up the ghost. Super cheap auto. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and check that out. Mm. Anyways, not to worry. The guys from MSA, who we love, Gear for Life, were on board as well. So I got to borrow one of their... Not unfancy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful digital reader from ARB. Thank you. So, yeah, so check that. And remarkably, all my tyres were spot on, 18 PSI. Mm. When we rolled off, as you mentioned, you can go left or right. We were going right because we're heading straight to the resort at Tangaluma. But if you're ca- camping, you're self-driving, mm. generally speaking, you'd turn left. 
Yeah, so that's a good thing to know too because uh, mm. as we were waiting in line to get off the ferry, I was thinking, how do these people know where they're going? <laughs> yes. You know, when you do pull down the ramp, there is signage to direct you, but if you've got a heads up and you know where you're going, that will be very helpful. It's very cool. If it's your first time, all of a sudden this massive ferry barge really just drops its mouth open and everyone just spills out spills out <laughs> straight onto the beach it's yeah. super cool it's exciting and do you know what i loved most about this is where the ferry lands is right next to the famous Tangaluma Rex, mm. which I had no idea. So, boom, you hit the island, <laughs> boom, you're on the sand, and then, boom, you've got these amazing wrecks that are literally like, how far are the wrecks off the shore? Not oh, even. 25, 30 metres, mm-hmm. I would say, at most. They're right there. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. Cool. Like, talk about a welcome to the island. Yeah, and – Quite an interesting story about this uh, section of the beach where all of the wrecks have been sunk. I think scuttled is the word. Scuttled. I love that word. Anybody else out there really like saying scuttled? Oh, I'm a land lover. <laughs> I haven't got to my sea legs. The scuttled shipwrecks, I think there's 13 in a row here. 15. There you go. Fact check. Yeah, 15. I've read up on them. Tell us about it. Okay, well... There are 15 of them. They were all uh, mostly like working ships, like barges and things like that. Mm-hmm. There's even one with a big like diggery thing on it. <laughs> if you're watching this, you'll get my gist. Uh, but they were all scuttled back in the days of Joe Bjocky Peterson. Ah, oh, Joe Blow. Remember Flo's yeah. pumpkin scones? If the you're story, a Queenslander? I don't remember. Famous. No. But anyway, the story goes that Joe had some good mates who liked to visit the island in their their yachts and uh, they were wanting some calm waters to stay in while they anchored offshore. So, you know, what do you do? You pull a few strings and you organise for some ships to get sunk to provide a little bit of a, a calm space for your mates to park up overnight. He had a lot of mates in tourism. I tell you what, though, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful, mm. you know, to to have this right off the shore. And, of course, the the water is incredibly clear and stunning, like a really turquoisey green yeah, colour. So it really – it's an icon now of Morton Island and it's an icon of yeah. Tangaluma Island Resort, which we should talk about, seeing that's where we spent the week. And gives safe anchorage from the weather. It breaks up mm. the uh, the incoming swell and waves during inclement weather. Yeah, look, for boaties, very safe to anchor there. And since the first ship was sunk, which was I think late sixties from mm-hmm. memory, yeah. corals now starting to form. So it's also providing habitat. I think they say over a hundred species of fish and marine life now call the wrecks home, which is pretty cool. Very cool. All right, so let's talk about. The accommodation offers, the resort, we did stay there in one of the more self-contained apartments. Mm. There's also villas, I mean, houses. Oh, that's right. They've got like full hotel rooms right through to holiday houses mm. at the resort. I couldn't believe how big the resort is. It's it, massive. It much must stretch almost a kilometre of beach frontage and – like you say, it's it's like a South Pacific Island yes. resort. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And, of course, there's a number of different pool areas and mm. uh, restaurant areas and activities. Mm. Like, honestly, 
you could go over there, particularly if you weren't self-driving, if you weren't taking a vehicle over and you were just going over as a passenger and either the MyCat or the other ferry that mm-hmm. Tangaluma operate, you could go over there, fill your days with all of the activities that the resort offers and that's it, not do, you know, like not do anything else, all not right. get out and see the island. Let's get to the tours and activities because we did try quite a few. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple that were good and there were a couple that were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about the fantastic ones. Right. What are they most famous for? In fact, they were the leaders is, as far as conservation with wildlife feeding, being allowed to have public access to the dolphins of Moreton Bay mm. and actually do it in a, a really systematic and controlled and safe and, you know, the, the animal's well-being is, is that – you know, paramount, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that they created that scenario there because dolphins were coming into the bay and they started feeding them fish and it's turned into a tourism mecca. Oh, it is amazing. And again, the, the story, the history of the dolphin mm. feeding is a beautiful one to read up on. And of course, you get all of that information when you're staying over at the resort. But you're right, Paul, the dolphins just basically started to turn up and, and nobody really knew what to do. So they wrote some guidelines in conjunction with the government and really set the the precedent for dealing yeah. with wild marine life. Um, Tangloomer is famous for it. It, it. it is a buzz. I mean, it's something that really you've got to do if you're staying over at the resort, you know, if mm. not getting your feet wet and, and feeding a fish to the dolphin, but certainly heading down the way that they've set up the jetty there with loads of seating so that people can come and just participate through watching as well to still experience yeah, cool. those dolphins coming in. I think the night that we were there, there would have been about six or seven dolphins that had come in. There's two family groups they're that prob- come back generation after generation. And there probably would have been anything up to three, 400 people. Yeah. So there is a, a, a very well-organised system, as I was saying, where you line up and you're sort of fed into four or five groups of lines then on the beach from the main footpath and traffic area. And that all takes about 20 minutes. And then the actual experience, unfortunately, is about a minute and a half. So you have to be ready. I mean, but you got like 20 minutes of excitement. The yeah. kids are, you know, all jumping around. Jasper was like, this is the moment. This is the moment. This is the moment. Here we go. He's made up yeah. this little song, Diddy, and he's singing and bouncing and bouncing. So by the time you get there, the kids are so excited. Mm. So I think just be very prepared. Get your cameras ready. excuse me, and you'll love it. Amazing to be that close in the water, freezing cold water. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was a bit of a cold snap, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, And then, like you say, I don't know what it is about dolphins. It really has this uh, mythical, mystical connection with Mm. humans. You Mm. know, we seem to all really love dolphins. We're told they're super smart, you know, so maybe we feel like they're, you know. One of us, don't Yeah, one of us. <laughs> uh, no, it was awesome. I think it's because they look like they're smiling. Mm. You know, I mean, I don't have that same connection with, say, like an ibis. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's move on. Anyway, that was an awesome mm. experience, Jasper. Jasper loved it. I think he said that was amazing. <laughs> you did. know, just to have that chance to, to be that close with, a, a wild animal and, and really do that was 
wonderful. So definitely well worth it. A lot of the accommodation uh, options that you can book include that as part of the accommodation. So it's well worth, you know, braving the icy waters if you're going in winter like we did. It was good too, like with Jasper, you know, we're saying, oh, well, there's the fish. You've got to get your own fish out of the bucket. Mm. And I said, have you named your fish? And he goes, mm, poor little sucker. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly his words. I think you named the fish dinner, didn't you? Yep, that's yeah. right. But, no, I mean, he stepped out of his comfort zone to do that and he had mm. an excellent experience. What was Jasper's favourite activity on the island? Quad bike ATV, as he, yeah. he likes to say, loves loves saying it's an ATV, also known as a quad bike tour. Yeah. Uh, this was fantastic. We had a, a really great guide, a young guy, actually originally from Melbourne. His name's Noah. Uh, if you're listening to this, mate, thank you again. Did a great job really connecting with everyone on the mm. tour, obviously taking us through the safety guidelines. He was the lead guide, I guess you would call him, uh, but took the time to really – make individual connections and and again particularly with the kids you know have the old fist pump that's yeah. a fist pump sound that, effect right with jasper and <laughs> and ask jasper his age and his name and he's you know like really it wasn't just tick and flick right mm. next group because you can feel like that i think like on a cruise ship or or on an island getaway like this where there's so many people and such a constant turnover that mm. You know, you can you could see how staff could get a little tired of of the same questions, same looking people, you know. And yeah. So I thought that um, we should give him a shout out because he did a great job. The tour itself really does take you. I think it was about forty five minutes. Um, it did fly, but it wasn't too short, and it certainly wasn't too long. It was probably one of the the best timed experiences as far as really feeling like. You learn your straps, you get comfortable, then you can really give it a crack. And you, I mean, you are fishtailing and doing burnouts and all sorts of stuff. I think they actually say at the beginning, please don't do any of those things. But look, as you get more confident, you, you do, and they allow you if they can see that you you, you actually you know aren't an well idiot. that you know what you're doing and you're, and you're yeah. not being an idiot. You know what I mean? That you can have a good crack. And uh, what's great is that because we were tandem, they put us on this massive 550 Yamaha Jasper. I couldn't feel him on the on the back of me. <laughs> He's so little. And I had to keep sort of putting my hand back behind me just saying, you, you're right, mate. He's still there, mate. Yeah. And all I could really know to realise he was there was this little squeaky voice constantly going, yeah, baby, woo. Go faster. Yeah, I this love is skis. the best day of my life. Yeah. You know, it was just so cool. I I love that he's five now and he can actually start to experience these mm-hmm. things, you know. Yeah. We we actually we're heading down the Gold Coast uh next week, I think. Mm. And that will be interesting. I'm gonna see if we can get him into some of those theme parks or something. And yeah, well look, we haven't done that with him yet because he's oh. still been too little. So it will be interesting. What mm. I loved was being able to send you boys off for a bit of daddy-son bonding time, doing something that's, you know, a really fun activity. And it was nice to to wave goodbye to you and know that I had 45 (laughs) minutes of my time, which flew. Yeah. Yeah. It was just fantastic. If there was a tour to do there, because they do have, you know, another dozen tours, including snorkeling adventures, scuba diving, glass-bottom boats, fish feeding, paragliding, uh, 
fishing. I mean, kayak, stand up paddle boarding, Segway, helicopters. Yep. Unbelievable. So this would be the pick for us from Mm. what we did. We also did a bus tour, which was called the Western Morton Cape Whale Safari. (laughs) Look, and we definitely saw whales and uh, getting out to Cape Morton, Mm. actually, if you aren't self-driving, it's it's worth the trek to go and see this lighthouse. And it is Queensland's oldest lighthouse. It is beautiful. There's something about lighthouse, Mm. isn't there? It's a stunning part of the island too. The island is all sand, of course, a third largest sand island in the world. Mm. But there's this tiny little section right on this western coast that is sandstone. And this is where the lighthouse has been built. And, in fact, it was built before Queensland was even Queensland. Queensland was still New South Wales when they put the lighthouse here. I can't believe that was ever true. New South Wales. So, wouldn't that – that'd be a weird and interesting state of origin. Anyway, I digress. The lighthouse is beautiful. It was middle of winter, right? Mm. So, we did see whales out there passing by. Unfortunately, the weather wasn't too great for us the day that we did this bus tour. It was quite windy. There was Mm. a little bit of rain around when we were up at the lighthouse. But as far as spectacular footage goes, you've got to check out the YouTube channel, the episode, because it is just – I mean, the whole whole episode is just beautiful. The island – like Fraser Island, you know, yeah. when you're on a stunning sand island in southeast Queensland in wintertime and the sun is shining. I mean, how can you go wrong? The footage is amazing. That's right. We mentioned it being the third largest sand island in the world. Fraser Island, of course, we were just there a couple of weeks ago, is number one. Mm-hmm. And number two is North Stradbroke Island, North Stratty. Isn't that amazing? All in southeast Queensland mm. and if you really want to know, the fourth largest sand island. And look, let me tell you, I have spent... There's a fourth largest? There is. And I've spent lots of time Googling, well, what's the fifth? And I haven't found the answer. But the fourth largest is Bribie Island, also here in southeast Queensland. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. We've never covered Bribie Island. I actually love Bribie Island. It was a place my parents took us a couple of times when I was little Mm. and growing up. And I think again, as a teenager... It just holds some of my best childhood memories. And my parents would probably go, really? But it's funny, isn't it? When you're a kid, what connects with you? Mm. But I... Bribie is beautiful. I think looking back towards the Glasshouse yeah. Mountains, even from our, I guess, self-contained unit, that the accommodation we were in, Morton Island, you look directly across the bay and straight at the Glasshouse Mountains. Mm. Stunning. It is so beautiful. Yeah. And, of course, the sunsets, you wow. know, being... Over the water, so to speak, and Mm. seeing those colours, we were so spoiled with the different sunsets that we got to experience from those rich oranges to the night that we dolphin fed. The sunset was went through like these pinks and purples, Purples. like like what you're wearing, Paul. It was so amazing that even the the entire bay just glowed from the reflection of this pink sky. It was amazing. We're looking at our phones, going, we haven't like. This is, you know, hashtag no filter. Yeah. This is actually what it looks like. Yeah. The footage is straight out of the camera. Like, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, a couple of things to finish up on here. The other area to check out as far as naturally beautiful and, and remarkable is called 
the desert. You can do a bus tour over there. We self-drove. Mm. Uh, we met up with the entire team from MSA, Gear for Life, 4x4 Accessories. These guys were over there having their national sales conference. Mm. So it was like, let's tag on the back of the yeah, experts. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If we're going to go forward driving, let's go with them. <laughs> that was so cool. And did we've said it before. We just really like them. They're just so cool. They're down to earth. Yeah. They've embraced us. They're awesome with Jasper. He thinks they're all superheroes. Yeah. He actually took a real shining this time, didn't he, to one particular staff member? Yes, he did. Emily, if you're listening, we Mm. miss you. (laughs) Amazing. I said, you know, is it great to see the MSA guys? And he goes, well, particularly Emily, I really like her. So cute. (laughs) No, we had lots of fun and and out – at the desert too, so they had their their toboggan boards ready and hit the sand dunes, mm. and um, yeah, there was lots of fun. I don't know how successful the tobogganing actually was, but I tell Terrible. you what, it was loads of fun. There was a couple of kids there though. That another family, they were out there waxing, waxing their mm. base of their boards. They were flying. Yeah. Yeah, so they were flying down it, that June. It's definitely worth doing if you've got a bit of know-how and probably the right material. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you could have plenty of fun. I mean, I'm not really one for rolling around in the sand. Jasper had sand in places that, uh, you know, you don't really ever want sand to go, but he had lots of fun. He actually ditched the fun. toboggan and just rolled down the sand dunes. So cool. Next time, what else would we do? We would go up in a chopper. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that would have been awesome. We actually met the pilot. His name was Lewis. What a top bloke he was. Yeah, in fact, another Sunshine Coast local. It's always great when you, you know, you meet people who have been in the same circles or know people that you know or grew up in places that you grew up. So that was nice to talk to Lewis. We've got mutual friends. How bizarre is Mm. life sometimes? I know. He's so lovely too. He let Mm. Jasper and I go and sit in the chopper, you know, put the the headphones on. He let – he even turned it on so Jasper could – I was like, don't turn it on, on. So Jasper could speak in the headphones, in the mic and – that could go bad quickly, couldn't it? Just what a buzz. So we do need to go up in the chopper next time. And the other thing I'd like to do when we go back to Morton Island is brave the 200-odd, 280, I think. It's odd close. metre climb up the world's largest, tallest coastal sand dune known yeah. as Mount Tempest because apparently mm. from the top of that you get 360 degree views <laughs> of the island. And you'd be sucking in deep ones. <gasps> yeah, you would. You, yeah, I you don't would. know if you could do it with a five-year-old in tow. but You'd want to be fit. <laughs> Maybe we could get Lewis just to drop us out and just <laughs> ditch us out of the helicopter onto the top of Mount Tempest. All right. Thank you, Morton Island. Mm. Our takeaway this week is very much related to this experience and it is that – Check out your own backyard. Mm. I mean, this is on the doorstep of Southeast Queensland, Southeast Queensland, Gold Coast. This region is, you know, Australia's playground. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, when they think or they see that marketing spin of, you know, Australia's playground, it's, you know, sun, surf and theme parks, you know, which are all fantastic. Mm. And it's, you know, it's what we've really been able to hang our hats on in tourism. But... If you want something different and really feel like that you are a world away from everything on an island resort, 
Fantastic. Yeah. And and look, if you don't want to stay at the resort, there's five campgrounds mm. on the island and you can actually take your caravan, which we were very unaware we of. We have to do that next time. We saw a full three-bunk family van getting back on the same ferry as us when we were leaving the island and we were like, okay. And he made it look like a breeze. I was yep. like, wow. Yeah. You, you can do that and you actually – We've got this. We could do that. Yeah, 100%. And I think after four-wheel driving through the inland tracks on the island as well, Mm. you know, you just take it easy and obviously do your research in which of those five campgrounds you can actually take your van. But uh, amazing. So amazing. In the show notes, we'll put the details on your vehicle pass because you do need that. It runs at about $54. You can only get it for a month whether Mm. you're going for one day or one month. Same price as Fraser Island. Yes. Uh, there is also national parks passes. Uh, for the campgrounds, yeah. Yeah, so you can check all of that out in the, the show notes. Awesome. It was funny in the bloopers of, of the actual episode, we said to Jasper while we were filming, so what's your favourite island? And he goes, Fraser Island? We were thinking that he was going to say Morton Island. I actually think he he may have meant Morton, but uh, Fraser came out. But oh, in any case, we said, "Yeah, look, there is something really special." I about agreed Fraser. with him. I said, "Yeah, that actually is is, is for me as well." Mm-hmm. Do you know what? To be honest, though, if I could actually pick an island, South Australia, North Australia, Morton Island, Bribie, and Fraser, I would pick South Stradbroke Island. Yeah, to yeah. live. Yeah, you know that's what I'm talking about. Like actually having a somewhere that is. Your island paradise. That's my Tahiti. Yeah, you love South Stratty, don't oh, you? Just I think too, because South Stratty is so untouched. It's it's so undeveloped. It, yeah, there's not too many people there. There's no vehicles there except for the you know the few residents that have permits to have I think their vehicles over there. A limited 100 vehicle license granted for the entire island. Mm. Uh, as a kid. That was my family's primary weekender, was jumping in the old Savage 18-footer. I think it sat five people and there was nine of us. <laughs> it's not God. an unusual story for your family. <laughs> but so fantastic. I'm so thankful to my parents, particularly my dad, uh, around the love of water that I now have and mm-hmm. uh, you know, grew up with. And now Jasper is, is also taking on. It's, it's a gift if you can get your kids around these natural environments and – it doesn't matter. Same thing whether you're in a swag or whether you're in, you know, yeah, uh, a, an epic boat. It, it, it's all available to everyone, and it, it it's free, you know. Amazing. All right. Amazing. Let's wrap it up there. Oh, what a week! Next week we will be sharing the shakedown, our new van, the new vehicle. The vehicle's going to take actually a lot of time to get through, and holy dooly, our heads are full. But it is exciting and awesome content to share with you. So I think that's us for this week. All righto. Bye-bye, islands. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Till next time. Yeah. We need to get back up to the Keppels. We do. Yeah. Look out. <laughs> for now, we'll say goodbye. Look after yourself. Look after your family. And happy trails. Be a good, be a good, be a good.